1: Oh hi abab mm. ho 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 hello there. How are you? I'm very well how are you? <laughs> I'm really good.
0: I'm really really good. Welcome to Bearback, the podcast where we navigate our lives together as a bear couple
1: and discuss the quirks of our respective cultures
0: I am Ben and I am festively British
1: and I am Benja and I am Argentinian and cautiously festive.
0: Cautiously festive, yes. alright, okay, um, that's not what we want to hear because this week it's our Christmas special!
1: Okay, le- let me try. Christmas special, yes, Santa Claus Father Christmas, Papa Noel.
0: So you're definitely more than cautiously now, you're, you're diving into the Christmas spirit.
1: Well, I'm giving it a go.
0: Well, this week we are going to be opening Santa's bulging sack to divulge the festive differences between Argentina and the UK.
1: How do we celebrate Christmas across the pond in comparison with what we do here in the UK? Well, we're going to find out, Bab. Well, yeah, it was kind of like an intro. That was the thing.
0: <laughs> we will find out.
1: Yeah, we will find out.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to it.
1: Me too. <laughs>
0: it's the whole point of the Christmas special.
1: Yeah, that's why we're doing it. <laughs> I I, I kind of feel like we are agreeing. <laughs> But just not going with it. Okay, I'll go with whatever you want, Bob. Okay, let's agree to agree. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. Yay!
0: <laughs> well, we've been off the air for a few weeks now, so what have we been up
1: to? We've been up to a lot, actually, haven't we? We've been off on holidays.
0: We have been on our holly bobs.
1: My holly And we went to the wonderful and amazing... Finland,
0: the home of Father Christmas, no less.
1: Mm, Yeah, but it was not really that why we went, is it?
0: Well, you know, it was kind of an added bonus, really, wasn't it? Although we didn't actually meet Father Christmas.
1: Yeah, that's right, we (coughs) didn't, actually. And then we crossed, well, that pond... To Estonia.
0: Yeah, we crossed the Baltic Sea and we went to Tallinn. In fact, Tallinn, you know, if we're talking about Christmas, was the first place to have a public Christmas tree on display. And we saw the incarnation of 2021 of that in the town square.
1: So we saw a Christmas tree. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's where the first one went on public display. I think technically the Christmas tree comes from Latvia. I may be wrong. Please don't shout at me. Um, and the tradition obviously came over to the UK from Germany. And then spread around the world. So we landed in Finland. It was absolutely amazingly festive because it was snowing as soon as we arrived. And Ben Head was like, let's go clubbing. (laughs) So literally we got off the plane and we went to the largest nightclub in Scandinavia.
1: Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Oh my
0: God, it was such a good night.
1: I know. But then again, let's go back a little bit. We arrived in Helsinki a Saturday and we arrived at about 8pm on a Saturday night.
0: I feel the air is getting hot like your baby.
1: So, what were we to do other than go out?
0: Yeah, that's true, actually. That's true.
1: I, but mean, I mean, we went out. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, it wasn't
0: like we went for a couple of drinks. Like It was literally we got off the plane and we went out, out.
1: Yeah, I know, but you're talking about it like if we were in our 70s and just <laughs> didn't do those things anymore. Well, you're the one approaching midlife, so. Well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> But realistically, given the reason why we haven't done it uh, that often, it's not necessarily because we didn't want to or because we didn't have the opportunities, because we've been in the midst of lockdowns and things that we haven't been able to. Mm, That's true.
0: Anyway, we had an incredible evening in Hercules, met some lovely people. The music was on point. I think the the best way to describe the music was it was kind of half Eurovision hits of the past 10 years and then it was either Lady Gaga or Britney Spears. So we were just in pure heaven.
1: Yeah. And we tried a drink that I still don't know what it was.
0: <laughs> so we, the thing is, when you go to a new country, and everything is the same, but slightly different. And there was this drink behind the bar, and I thought it was beer.
1: Yeah, it was on tap.
0: It was on tap, but it was a long drink. And I think it was actually called the long drink. And somebody in the nightclub, that guy you met, if we remember, who was wearing gloves... Yeah. With the really boring boyfriend.
1: Oh my god, yeah.
0: Somebody told us that it was invented for when Finland hosted the Olympics in the 60s, or the Winter Olympics, and they created this special drink and now it's become really popular. But I think it was essentially gin and lemonade.
1: You could tell that something was wrong the moment that you ordered that, thinking that it was going to be a beer, and the barman asked if you wanted ice.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, is this a thing here, beer and ice? No, we had a long drink.
1: We had a long drink. Still, I'm not sure what it was. It was really sweet. It was nice.
0: Well, we got drunk quite quickly. Mm, Yeah. Mainly because we hadn't eaten anything and, you know, said long drink.
1: But I suppose as well that you kind of want to get drunk really quickly, don't you?
0: Well, I mean, can we talk about prices in Finland,
1: please? Well, I'm sorry. I'm just waiting for my second mortgage to come in (laughs) to be able to pay for the four days that we had in Finland.
0: A pint of beer was about eight euros, eight, nine euros, which is what... £7.50, something like that. I don't know what it is in dollars, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And that was was beer. Do you remember the sandwich that we had when we went to Havinka for the day?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And it was literally like a a bog-standard chain cafe.
1: Yeah, and it was kind of like a, you know, like the sandwich that you can get in Starbucks.
0: Yeah, and it was how much?
1: It was about seven euros.
0: Well, I think it was more than that, because a jacket potato with one topping was 10 euros.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. And then we had that soup.
0: I mean, as soup goes, it was probably one of the best soups I've ever had.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was really good, but we were still like in a food market where you have a lot of food stores, and we had a bowl of soup that was 13 euros. Hmm.
0: But it was smoked reindeer soup.
1: Well, it had a little bit of reindeer. And what I loved about it as well, it
0: was like literally, all you can eat bread as well. Oh, I right. <laughs> Literally. And the bread, I have to say, I don't know where the Finns make their bread, but I would like to meet that baker and say thank you because the bread in Helsinki was amazing.
1: To be fair, everywhere we went, bread was amazing. Yeah, indeed. And we kept it festive as well. We kind of ate Rudolph.
0: yeah i suppose that's one way of looking at it we had all the deer we had elk as well in estonia
1: we had an elks too
0: what other kind of deer are there don't know no idea (laughs) literally no idea but we had a lot of deer we had a lot of deer a lot of fish a lot of kind of like stinky smoky fish fish eggs yeah, we tried a bit of everything, you know. Obviously, while looking at the prices and literally crying <laughs> into our napkins in the restaurant because it was so expensive. But luckily, and this is a little top tip for me if you are going to holiday in these Scandinavian countries, which are, I mean, they're beautiful and the people are amazing, don't get me wrong. It's absolutely 100% get yourself out there because it's great. But a little top tip from me is um make sure you have a hotel that has a really good breakfast. Because then you can literally gorge yourself until you're sick, which is pretty much what we did. And then you walk it off during the day and then come about eight o'clock, you're ready for a kind of a an average meal. A nice meal. Yeah. I mean we did we pretty much did one or two courses. We didn't go for the three courses because we didn't need to. Because we'd eaten so much at breakfast.
1: Yeah, no, but to be fair, like the soup, that we we did have like a bite. Like at 2pm, something like that, didn't A snack, we? at most. Yeah, like a snack. A snack,
0: yeah. Like when we had that really nice cake in the Bear Park Cafe.
1: Yeah, that was nice. And again, it goes to show on how nice people are over there. We met loads of people. Everyone in Finland seems happy. They, already even, they all look really happy.
0: Mm-hmm. And this was a, a cafe, a bear cafe. Mm-hmm. So we fit right in, because it was... Run by bears, for bears, but actually it was it was much more inclusive than that. There was all different kinds of people in there. Like some school kids popped in. There was this lady
1: that came in for yeah, coffee. There was all
0: different sizes, shapes, and sizes. So it wasn't literally, but it was run by bears and it was a safe space for bears, which is yeah. great. And it was run by a guy from Iraq. Indeed. So, um, and he was explaining how he came to live in, in Finland. And I think he, he struggled with the cold a little bit, didn't he? Because he kept saying, Oh, I kind of fancy going to Spain. but
1: um, Yeah, he kind of said that he liked going to Spain a lot because of the weather. But let's be honest, wouldn't you agree?
0: Well, I don't know, because I really enjoyed the sauna experience. And I thought that was, that's something that you can only really do in the cold, can't you? And it was cold.
1: To be fair, the sauna is one of those things that... I could get used to. I really enjoyed that. I I thought it was really, really relaxing. I can imagine it like after going uh, after work, going to the sauna and just spending there like half an hour. It was so relaxing.
0: Apparently, there's more saunas than people in Finland.
1: Well, because I think that like apartment buildings have their own saunas. People tend to have saunas in the buildings and then in like their summer houses. So there's loads and loads of saunas. But we didn't just stop at the sauna, did we? No. No, we didn't. We, <laughs> we, we went full Baltic. <laughs>
0: we did get full Baltic. We went to this sauna called, I, I guess you pronounce it, "loily." I think it means light, light or heat in Finnish. And there's two types of sauna there. There's, there's the regular one and then there's a the smoke sauna. Yeah,
1: I just glassed them as the hot sauna and the extra hot sauna.
0: Absolutely. And then the idea is that when you come out of the extra hot sauna, you then jump in the sea. Which, you know, sounds like a really great idea. But when it's minus eight and it's practically starting to freeze over, it's absolutely terrifying. It was one, I, I tell you what, the best way to describe it, it was one of the most exciting things I've ever done in my life, but one of the most terrifying things. So you literally come out of the sauna and you're running through basically freezing air.
1: Um, and to be fair, you, we ran through this path where all of the water on that <laughs> path was frozen. So we were literally walking on ice.
0: And then we jumped into the Baltic Sea. And you knew how bad it was because Ben swore immediately in Spanish. Very loud and for a long time.
1: Yeah, I only do that when I can't control my English. And it was absolutely... It was like we were being stabbed. Well, the thing is, you've seen... Someone had forgotten a towel there in the handrail and it was completely solid. It was completely frozen. That's how cold it was. But to be fair, I... Don't think that being stabbed, like you say, is that much. It was really, really freezing. But when you got out and then went back in, it felt really, really good.
0: Oh, yeah. The, 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 the kind of after effect was amazing. When we were walking back to the hotel after we'd left... It was like we'd had eight hours sleep or something.
1: Oh yeah, we felt really, really energised. To be fair, jumping to the Baltic Sea in minus eight degree weather, it's surely going to wake you up. And apparently it's like really good for your um, uh, immune system. Yeah, it prevents dementia. I know, all of the benefits. I mean, we went to the second sauna and
0: it was slightly different there. They had like a swimming pool, but the swimming pool was submerged into the sea. So again, it was the same thing. You went into the sauna and then you jumped into this pool. And there was a woman in there and she was swimming up and down as if it was like a heated 27 degree pool. I was like, Bab, all right, no one likes to show off. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's too much.
1: We literally went in, had a soak. And went out. So probably it was like, what, 20 seconds each time we got in?
0: Yeah, and she was going up and down as if she was like Sally Gunnell. I was like, no, love, no. There's a time and a place and this is not the place. I mean, her skin must be like, I don't know, aluminium. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how she could cope, but she did. I suppose hats off to her, really. You know, I'm probably a bit jealous.
1: Yeah, and also during the last day, we definitely confirmed that cold is not my thing.
0: <laughs> why
1: because we when we were on a train going to these uh, very massive shopping center right outside of helsinki
0: because it was on the way to the airport wasn't it, it was, yeah we were killing some time really before we flew back
1: exactly and basically i looked left and i sort of committed the gaffe of telling ben oh look it seems that there's a roundhouse there
0: A railway roundhouse. A
1: railway roundhouse.
0: Like where Thomas the Tank Engine goes to sleep.
1: Yeah. And I didn't realise that it was literally 30 seconds before the train station. (laughs) So instead of going into the warm, nice and cosy shopping centre, we went out to go and find this roundhouse.
0: We went to the roundhouse and we saw a steam train outside the roundhouse being prepared for service. It was a HR1 Class locomotive, the fastest steam engines that used to run on the Finnish railway network. And it was so cool. Like, it was getting dark, it was cold, and you could see all the smoke coming out and the steam, and they were kind of prepping it for service. It was really exciting.
1: All I understand from that is that I stood outside in minus 14 degrees weather. No, it
0: wasn't minus 14. It was
1: minus 14. It was
0: minus 8. Feels like minus
1: 14. Well, if you feel like minus 14, it's minus 14. No, you just... You just feel it like minus 14.
0: I think you're just showing off.
1: What? Showing off what? The fact that I was literally took my glove off to take a photo of you and it literally went numb in... 15 seconds. To be fair,
0: both our beards had icicles on them. But I did say to you, because I went and spoke to the steam engine driver, and I said, when are you leaving? And he said, oh, in about half an hour. And I said to you, we can leave now and not see it depart. And you were like, oh, no, but you will really like to see that. And I was like, yeah, I would really like to see that. It was your decision for us to stay.
1: Yeah, because I am a sacrifice boyfriend. (laughs) I take those plunges just to keep you happy.
0: Well, I do appreciate it. It doesn't go without saying. But it was minus 8, not minus 14. Let's be real.
1: It felt like minus 14, so I'm going to go with minus 14. (laughs) But let's talk about Tallinn.
0: Before we talk about Tallinn, we need to talk about how we got to Tallinn.
1: Exactly. We took the ferry. I knew
0: it was going to be a big ferry because I knew that it took lorries and cars and cargo. But I just thought there'd be like a few seats at the top. And it was kind of... Much better than that. It was like a mini cruise. Yeah, it was like a cruise. They had
1: different bars.
0: Different restaurants. There was like a buffet restaurant. And we had all these kind of like meatballs and, you know, different potato dishes and sauerkraut. It was amazing. And they had a duty-free shop. And then they had the nightclub. The X Club. The X Club. Yes, well remembered. Oh my gosh. The X Club literally gave me life. It was the middle of the day, so it was about two o'clock when we got on the ferry, wasn't it? Yeah. But the people on this ferry, they were going for it. And when I say the people on this ferry, we were the youngest passengers on that ferry by about 40 years. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. People in this ferry, even when you say that, you mean sexagenarians. Yeah. At, at least. least.
0: It was like we were extras in like the remake of Cocoon or something like that.
1: And to be fair, the band was playing a lot of like 50s music.
0: Yeah. So, so we sat down in Club X. Then went to get a beer. Actually, the beer was quite reasonably priced on the ferry. Yeah, that is I was is very true. surprised about that. And we then sat down, and there was this kind of, like, black screen at the back. And then all of a sudden, the band started playing, and the, this massive curtain kind of started pulling away. And it was almost like they'd just been sat there <laughs> behind that black curtain, <laughs> waiting for the show to start.
1: It's like, I didn't see any doll behind the stage or anything like that. So is not They were lit. I- I would say they were literally sitting there since before the ferry departed, just waiting for their set to begin.
0: And for the next hour, we were treated to some of the greatest Finnish songs you've never heard from the 50s, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was amazing. They were called Diesel.
1: Yeah, but it was weird because it wasn't just Diesel. At some point, it changed the name, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I wonder. If, <laughs> I wonder if they've had a few name changes, but the PowerPoint presentation that was running in the background had not been updated. And it was just absolutely amazing, and they had a little bit of chat, but the best thing was the entire audience got up and had a little waltz to every song that they played. Oh, yeah.
1: And you could tell which ones were more like keen dancers than other one. And you also had the guy that was like very a little bit creepily. Asking all of the different women to dance.
0: Yeah, he was—he was up for a good time, wasn't he? Ooh. And he was—he wasn't—he wasn't getting off that ferry until he danced with at least seven women.
1: He was after some fairy love, <laughs> some
0: fairy love,
1: some fairy love.
0: Is that a thing?
1: Mm, I don't know. Maybe
0: well, I didn't have any fairy love. Well, I suppose I was with you.
1: I mean. And I love you, so... Oh, uh-huh,
0: thanks. So I did have some fairy love, yeah. but you wouldn't come up and dance, because I kept saying, um, come on, let's go and have a dance, and let's fully experience this Viking line journey. Yeah, no. Why not?
1: Mm, because now.
0: Well, I feel like we missed out on a cultural experience there.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. But we did have a great time in Tallinn. Uh, We stayed in a hotel that sounded amazing on paper, but was actually terrible in actuality. It was in an old steam locomotive factory, so obviously mega brownie points from me. And inside the old railway factory, they put shipping containers inside, and in the shipping containers was the room. But actually... Although it looked cool on the website, and it did even look cool when we were there. Oh, yeah. They were really small.
1: Oh, yeah. Literally, the bed only fit in the whole space. So in order to be able to go to the bathroom, I had to climb over you.
0: Well, you normally don't complain. And admirably, the hotel was very eco-friendly. There was lots of recycling points and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that they did, and they claimed that this was a sustainability measure, was that you only had 10 minutes of hot water at a
1: time and not even that what it meant is that either you or me wouldn't have to shower with cold water and we did shower with cold water and i'm sorry but i work in sustainability this idea that sustainability means deprivation and sacrifice no that's antiquated that's no not how it works to be sustainable i don't have to be in minus four degree weather and shower in with cold water Sorry, that's my rant over. And
0: that was a party political broadcast
1: from the Benha party.
0: But we had a we great time in Tallinn. A fantastic city. If you've ever been, the old town is beautiful. It's like chocolate box buildings, all medieval. You know, like, what was it, the oldest pharmacy in Europe we went into, and all these old kind of, like, guild houses and beautiful churches. I think we saw a church, and at one time it was the tallest in the world.
1: And then if you want variety, you get out of the old town, and you have this very hipster new town with a lot of, like, craft breweries, boss shops, independent shops. So there's a little bit for everyone. And then food and drinks, far more affordable, by the way, than Helsinki.
0: Oh, yeah, we had some cracking meals. Absolutely cracking meals.
1: So, let's start with the meals. We had, again, a very, very nice burger in a um, train carriage. Yeah, it was
0: an old Soviet railway carriage that had been converted into a burger restaurant. Just cost.
1: Super hipster. Yeah. And, in fact,
0: they, in the same place, they had a bar that was on a double-decker bus and a coffee shop that was on a tram.
1: Yeah, all the transports.
0: Yeah, it was basically like a little transport museum. Yeah. Plus.
1: But the best was... The Depeche Mode bar.
0: Well, that was in the old town, wasn't it? And it's called Depeche Mode Bar, but it's like B A A R. I presume that's Estonian for bar. So, but it looked more like bar, probably. And essentially, it is the Depeche Mode bar. I don't think it's a hundred percent official, but I think the band have kind of given it their support in kind. Yeah, the band—they've band, th- been.
1: The band had been there. To be fair, it said that the band had been uh, to the bar in its previous location, not in the new one.
0: Well, the new one was brilliant. I mean, literally, they only play Depeche Mode. So if you don't like Depeche Mode, maybe give it a bit of wide berth.
1: Well, yeah, but if you don't like Depeche Mode and you go to a bar that is literally called Depeche Mode Bar, it's kind of on you.
0: They had a Depeche Mode smoking area in a cave. Uh, so you could go and have a fag and listen to Depeche Mode and watch them on the screen.
1: And funny enough, they had some pinball machines.
0: Not Depeche Mode pinball Not machines. Not Depeche though.
1: Mode, but they had like. X Files, very nineties pinball machine, and then suddenly it was like Family Guy and very modern pinball machines. So it was really weird. That be that game room area.
0: Yeah, but you know, he did take requests. The barman, obviously, I massive mean, Depeche Mode fan, but he had to be Depeche Mode. Yeah,
1: yeah, you could request. You may, he accepted requests as long as your request was Depeche Mode.
0: Yeah, so he played everything counts for me because that's my favorite Depeche Mode song. I was very happy with that. And we met some great people. There was a film festival going on, so we met some tiktokers and youtubers and all kinds of stuff
1: producers film critics
0: yeah we met we met a film producer and a film critic from norway and we actually we puffed out our chest a little bit because we were telling them about our sauna experience in Mm -hmm. finland and even the norwegians were impressed that we went swimming in the sea so i think for us that was a bit of uh
1: yeah that was yeah yeah
0: valorification it was nice it was nice so yeah that was our holiday i mean it was just amazing little
1: little city break little holly bobs before crimbo yeah and before going back to regular life so we had a blast we had a really nice time
0: yeah and if you want to know more about it we've posted some pictures on our social media channel so you can head over to at bareback on twitter to see some of our photos
1: or you can see our uh, photos and reels and everything in instagram at bareback podcast
0: We're also on Facebook. We put some pics up on there as well. Just search for us. Just type in bareback and you'll find us eventually. Now the other thing I wanted to mention before we get into the main section was obviously we're into full-on winter now. And we've had a few big storms. You know, the weather's taken a bit of a turn. And I think it was the other week we were sat having our evening meal. Our tea, as we say. It was just before Storm Barra was about to descend upon the United Kingdom. And I said to Ben-Hur, I was like, oh, Ben-Hur, I'm a bit worried about going into work on Tuesday because there's going to be lots of gales. And turns out that this was words that Ben-Hur had never heard before. And he assumed that I was referring to the women's name.
1: Yeah, I thought there was like a convention of women named Gail
0: that were going to prevent me from getting to work
1: I don't know, maybe they get drunk easily they're like super hunts and they get really drunk on the train
0: but I was obviously referring to Gale as in G-A-L-E
1: as in the bad wind yeah, still not sure what so there we are
0: you now know the difference between Gale as in G-A-L-E as in the wind and Gale G-A-I-L as in the person
1: Mm, yeah, and what I've learned is that the second one sounds far more interesting and fun (laughs)
0: Well, you are listening to our Christmas special, but just to remind you, we will be back again with our New Year special on the 1st of January.
1: We'll be looking back at the best bits of Series 1 and Series 2 of Bearback Podcast.
0: And we'll also be deciding on our resolutions for 2022.
1: And all of that, ready for the upcoming Series 3 of Bearback Podcast, coming to you
0: Friday the 4th of february
1: 2022
0: oh my god it's seems so far in the future but yeah it'll come around so quickly well
1: merry christmas feliz navidad
0: Oh, I can't believe it's Christmas Day. We've got the tree up and the lights are twinkling and we've got... Well, we haven't got a fire, but we can pretend we've got a fire. We can, I'm sure on Netflix they've got that channel where you can like have a fake fire. Oh, on. yeah,
1: like the fireplace. Yeah, they ha- and they have different ones. They have like different shows and you go into it and they have like different series of the same fire.
0: But isn't a fire just the same?
1: Mm, no, a, as Netflix can show you, there's a lot of very different ones. Wow. Well, anyway, would you like your Christmas present? Of course I would. Well, you've only got one.
0: And it's from Poundland Yeah Which, for those of you who are not from the UK Is a shop where everything is one pound It's
1: a little bit self-explanatory hen, to some extent
0: Hence Poundland There's also 99p stores where everything is 99p Yeah, there we are Which is really annoying because then you end up with all like one p's.
1: Yeah, let's see Are
0: you excited about your present? Yeah, of course It's the only one you get getting. What is it? Well, obviously it's a Christmas ornament for the tree and it's a cheetah wearing a crown. Um, Why? Well, I I think maybe it was meant to be Tiger King, but I think whoever designed it didn't know the difference between a tiger and a cheetah. And also you'll notice the crown is a bit broken as well. So I I actually got it cheaper than a pound. They gave it to me for 50p.
1: Okay, so you got something from the pound store (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't
0: well it's damaged goods just like you uh i think you'll find that it's a very high quality present i mean we can fix the crown that's not a problem we'll just get one of those little baubles that we've got
1: do you love it uh yes i love it your
0: cheetah yeah cheetah on the crown and it's gonna be amazing on the tree
1: the good thing is that it makes me feel really good about your present okay why mm, well just open it okay Ooh, it's quite small Well, it's not that small.
0: Could it be like a ring or something? Mm. A big, big diamond ring. Uh,
1: why? Because you have a tendency to light a cigarette and then get the lighter that someone borrowed and put it in your pocket. So here you go, a five pack of lighters. You've literally
0: bought me a pack of lighters for Christmas.
1: There's five of them. You've
0: literally bought me some lighters for my Christmas present.
1: They're in different colours. It's like a rainbow of lighters.
0: You know, I'm all for LGBTQ+, but, I mean, this is like taking the piss a little bit. You got a cheetah with a crown, and I've got some lighters. We've got about 50 lighters in the cupboard. Y-
1: yeah, because you stole them all from people who, who you borrowed them from.
0: Well, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for my damaged crown.
0: I mean, the wrapping paper is sensational.
1: See, I'm good at wrapping presents.
0: Yeah, but maybe, maybe you need to work on on on, on buying presents. W- where was this from? Anywhere? Poundland. Oh, Poundland as well. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so literally when we went to Poundland the other day, and you were like, "I'm just going to go down there and look at something," yeah, bought it then. Okay. Um. Right. I. I mean, I'm a bit lighter for Christmas.
1: Yeah. Um, so lighten up.
0: Uh, okay, I will lighten up. I will lighten up. It's the Christmas special. I'm feeling festive. You know, mistletoe and wine. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate your logs. Think happy thoughts. Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Jesus was born. Right. Christmas. Argentina. What? Well, I know what it's like because I was there. It was hot.
1: Yeah, it's summer in Argentina. Christmas in Argentina is hot, hot, hot. Hot to trot. Well, in my hometown it is, because we're in the centre north of the country. So yeah, so it's probably about 35, 37 degrees.
0: So, you know, in this country, we're like, how many layers can we put on? When we were in Argentina, it was like, literally, how many layers can we take off?
1: Exactly. And what did we do on Christmas Eve? We went to the beach. We went to the beach.
0: (laughs) And interestingly, in this country, on Christmas Day, we eat something called pigs in blankets, which is basically a little sausage wrapped in some bacon. But when we were on the beach on the 24th, we actually saw a pig swimming in the river.
1: Yeah, so you have pigs in blankets in the UK, pigs in river in the in Argentina. And that pig, oh my god, he was living his best life. He was literally just swimming in the river. To be honest, at some point there was a lot of people that were worried about the pig. Until the people who ran the bar kind of said, yeah, no, he's always there. It's just, don't worry.
0: Yeah, he just goes for a swim in the river. Yeah.
1: Just goes. All on Christmas Eve? It was on Christmas
0: Eve. Um, the other thing as well is that, despite the fact that it was, you know, 40 degrees, the shops in Argentina try to make it look quite wintry. So there were still Christmas trees in the windows, they would have sort of snowscapes and things like that. And it's like, who are you trying to kid? Like, I'm literally sweating my bollocks off here, and yeah, I'm looking at a snowy scene.
1: Well, the thing is, I think that Christmas is a little bit of a, a winter tradition It's a northern tradition, really. So you can still associate Christmas with like snowflakes and things like that. It's the whole imagery. You don't see the Coca-Cola lorry with Father Christmas in a thong, do you? You see them with all of these big coats. Well, I think you don't see Father Christmas in a thong because that's, well... An image. <laughs> yeah, and I think
0: some parents would probably complain.
1: But you know what I mean? It's like everything around Christmas, Father Christmas and so on, is all wintry. So, some of the decorations in shops that are trying to sell you your presents for Christmas use snowflakes and things like that.
0: I have to say, though, I was quite disappointed with people's home decorations for Christmas in Argentina. When we went to your auntie's house, her Christmas tree was literally about the size of my hand. I
1: mean, you're exaggerating.
0: It was small. It was
1: small, but like the thing you is... couldn't put presents
0: under it. You couldn't even put like an envelope underneath it.
1: But. Why would you? My aunt lives by herself. She's 70. Why would she want to put by herself a tree that is like two metres tall?
0: Well, I know single people who have three Christmas trees in this country. And that doesn't bother them.
1: Yeah, and those people have issues.
0: (laughs) I think the thing to, 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 to remind people in argentina and in a lot of countries it's not just an argentinian thing is that you celebrate christmas on the 24th
1: well it's not that we celebrate christmas on the 24th we get together on the 24th but what happens is that because we have dinner late you probably won't be having dinner until 10 p.m so by the time you finish your dinner it's already midnight so at midnight you toast for christmas you welcome christmas there's a little bit of another step in between. Basically, you a few minutes before midnight, you take the children out yeah. to go look for Father Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: And basically, what happens is, whilst they were out looking for Father Christmas, and kids are full of shit, there's always one that says, "Oh, I saw him! I saw him round the corner! He's going around the corner!" So you run with the children everywhere. And then when they come back, oh, you just miss Father Christmas. Oh, god! But says. he left all of the presents. Oh, bonus. And of course. Children don't give a shit about Father Christmas himself. They just want the presents, so they forget that they have it. That they missed him.
0: And do you have to leave anything out for Father Christmas, like a mince pie or a carrot for Rudolph, or anything like that? Mm,
1: not really. We don't. We don't do that for Father Christmas. We do it for the wise men.
0: Oh, okay. You give them a, what a shot of espresso to help them
1: on the way. The thing is, with the wise men, we you just go to bed. You leave your shoes out, and the wise men leave your present um on your shoes what so you get double presents yeah you get christmas and then on this on the night of the fifth so the sixth is when the wise men arrive to see jesus i am
0: aware of the bible thank you
1: with presents
0: (gasps) gold frankincense and myrrh so you wake up in the morning and you've got a bit of frankincense in your shoe
1: but for the wise men you always leave something like you leave water and grass for the camels more than anything And then something for the wise men to drink or eat, like a cookie or a cake or something like that. Interesting thing about camels. Did you see that story in the newspaper the other day? Oh, the camels with Botox.
0: Yeah, and they were (laughs) excluded from a camel beauty contest because they'd been given Botox.
1: I mean, if only they did the same for human beauty contests.
0: Well, it would make Miss World a little bit more interesting, I think.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, going back to uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas night. So basically, at midnight, you toast, kids have their presents, fireworks all over the place. But actually, if you think about it, it's really, really smart. Why so? Well, because what happens is that kids will open the presents, they will play with the toys for a little bit, and then they will go to bed... So they're not eager to wake up early in the morning to open the presents. So they let you sleep the hangover. Mm.
0: And that is one of the most annoying things about Christmas Day is that as you get older, I mean, you know, I remember being a child and I would get up at like, you know, dawn's crack so I could, you know, see Father Christmas had been. But as you get older, you're like, actually, I just want to have a bit of a lie in and open my presents at a leisurely time. But if there's kids around, they're like... So that, (laughs) that's my impression of a child... So the Argentinian way is amazing. It's like, get it all done on the evening and carry on drinking and then the kids are sleeping through through your hangover. Yeah. Brilliant. So I want to talk a little bit about the kind of evening and the food and drink and that kind of thing. I think, for me, it's incredible how Christmas in Argentina starts probably the afternoon of the 24th. Yeah, pretty much. Shops open a little bit later so people can buy presents and it's all done and dusted by Christmas Day. Which yeah. you know, living in the UK, when as we know here, Christmas starts in July. Oh yeah, um, don't get me started with that. <laughs> it's refreshing in a way, but also kind of, all oh, right, that's it. And and I mean that in the nicest possible way. I'm not I'm not trying to be ungrateful because it was amazing. We went over to your Auntie's house. She's got a very large flat, but that still wasn't enough to fit all your family in.
1: Well, it was eighteen of us. So
0: she actually took a door off its hinges and basically balanced that. I don't know what she balanced it on.
1: It's like legs.
0: So she took the door off the hinges and she balanced it on some legs so we could all fit round this one humongous table. But take me through what we ate and drank.
1: So as you can imagine, it's really, really warm. So a lot of people will make barbecues. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the other dishes are actually all cold dishes. So, for example, in my family, very traditional for Christmas is like a a, a tang vinaigrette, which, of course, is served cold. Mm -hmm. Then we had, you know, like what we call a Russian salad. I don't know if it's the same here. So it's basically boiled potatoes with carrots and peas and mayo. Mm -hmm. You have Waldorf salad, which is the apple, celery, Um, Is it mayo as well?
0: I think so. I I presume it's from the Waldorf Astoria, the hotel.
1: I I think so. I think it was invented there or something like that. Then we had vitel which is like a very, very sort of lean piece of meat. And the sauce is kind of like a pink sauce with tuna.
0: Yeah, that wasn't one of my favourites. I'm Mm. not going to lie.
1: Well, you don't really like tuna a lot, do you? no. And then we have matambre rochado. It's like a very thin strip of meat, and basically you just roll it. You just put, like, vegetables and things in the middle, and you roll it, and then you slice it.
0: That was really nice. And some nice desserts as well. There was a lot of nougat.
1: Yeah, and again, that kind of, if you think about uh, nuts, nougat, panettone, all those type of things that are very typically Christmas, they are very northern as well. They are very warm foods. They are food for cold weather, isn't it? But we still have it on christmas time
0: but the thing that i most remember about well not necessarily the food rather what was what we drank in argentina you serve cider but you serve it out of champagne bottles
1: yeah so this is going to sound really really awful but cider is kind of considered like the champagne of the poor realistically, what happens is that you have your bottle of champagne, which is going to cost, I don't know, let's just say £10, for example. And it's cheap, but let's say just for sakes. You can get cider, which comes in a similar bottle, sorry, like in a champagne bottle, but the cider is going to be £3. Right. So it's served as a celebratory drink. It's served as something you toast with. It's served in champagne glasses, in flutes. So it's drunk exactly the same as champagne. But it's cider.
0: And I was knocking it back. Because obviously I'm used to drinking cider in pints. Yeah. So I was literally just like, and people were like, you okay, hon? I was like, yeah, I'm fine.
1: Yeah, I think Ben has a problem with drinking.
0: <laughs> it's just cider.
1: It's just cider.
0: <laughs> so we were at your auntie's until about 3am. And yeah. then you decided it was a good idea to go to a nightclub.
1: Of course, it is what you do back in Argentina so you uh, you spend Christmas Eve with your family, you toast at midnight grade, and then you go to the club and we did. We hit that
0: club hard, man, and again, it was so hot in this club. it was amazing, it was like a kind of old manor house or something, wasn't it yeah. like it was it was really cool like it was shabby chic, but like trendy and on point, but it was so hot that every 10 minutes they came round with complimentary ice lollies.
1: Yeah, and you could have refresh yourself with an ice lolly
0: to keep us cool. That was amazing. But the party was a 90s night
1: and we were the only ones there who went there ironically.
0: Well, we were the only ones there who actually remembered the 90s. So of course, like Ace of Base came on, and we were like, oh, the sign, amazing!" And everybody else was kind of like stood around the edge, like just like nodding their head, like slightly to the beat. And we were like, "Fuck this! This is our youth bottled."
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of these youngsters that went to the party again, I think they they went as like a novelty, going to a nineties party and listening to songs that they've never heard before. And it was all of the nineties bangers that we know and love. So we had a blast.
0: And obviously, a lot of your friends came with us to that night out and, and some of your cousins as well but over the christmas period in argentina do groups of friends tend to get together
1: yeah so you kind of will get together with your friends like for dinner or, or something of the sorts but then again you get together when you go out after spending time with your family i think that christmas is a, a very family thing I, I think that most people will get together with family But in the few weeks before Christmas, you'll get together with friends, but you'll get together for like a million restaurants.
0: I mean, you know, like what I said before, it was literally all over on Christmas Day because we then got the coach to Buenos Aires to go and stay with your cousin. Yeah. And everything, you know, the bus station was open as normal. It was, you know, it wasn't like it was a skeleton staff or anything, you know. People were going out and about. It was It's like a normal day. Yeah, it was. It was literally just like a normal
1: day. I mean, it's a bank holiday. The 25th. Yeah. And the service is like a bank holiday, so it's a reduced service. Okay, it
0: was reduced. Yeah,
1: it was reduced service, but... It did feel see, like it. Exactly. It's still very lovely. There's still a lot of services.
0: Mm. Mm. So, knowing all that and having spent an amazing Christmas in Argentina, but a very, very different type of Christmas, I want to know what it was like for you when you moved to the UK, because Christmas here as we've alluded to, is full on. In fact, the UK searches more about Christmas than any other country online. So that just gives you an idea of how big Christmas is here.
1: Oh, I live here, so I have an idea of how big it is here. (laughs) I have to admit that my first Christmas here was very, very overwhelming. It was not a good feeling. So you've seen Christmas in Argentina. So, yeah, there's decorations in the shops. Yeah, there was a big, like, light Christmas tree in one of the biggest roundabouts in the city. But realistically, we don't do Christmas like here in the UK. I came to the UK and I kind of felt like I was being rammed down my throat. Christmas capitalism. I came to the UK on my first Christmas. Is the Christmas songs and the Christmas jumpers and the Christmas cards and the Christmas decorations for the houses and the Christmas decorations on the street. And it's a little bit of a noble It's like it's like Christmas on crack cocaine.
0: But I think you know if you think about it, <laughs> crack cocaine. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but it's the darkest part of the year in our hemisphere, in in this part of the world. And so anything where we can bring light and joy and and a bit of magic to it, you can kind of see why people want to do that. Because it's it's the coldest time of year, you know, you barely see the sun, and it just brings a boost of happiness to everybody. And also, if you're Christian, it's a really important time of the year.
1: Well, but that's a little bit of my point when I first came here. It's like, you're celebrating Jesus' birthday, you're celebrating the birthday of someone who took his bow of poverty very very seriously and you celebrate it by consuming like there's no tomorrow don't get me wrong it's all very festive it's all very nice but it was very very overwhelming and realistically because i didn't know the traditions as well I don't know, It was kind of uncomfortable at times. He said, oh, why aren't you wearing a Christmas jumper? Says, I don't own a Christmas jumper. I didn't even know Christmas jumpers existed. Or they were thing. I thought it was something from films.
0: Mm. I mean, that's definitely a, a, a new kind of, a new evolution of Christmas. That's definitely Christmas in the 21st century. But, I mean, for example, had you never pulled a cracker before you came to the UK?
1: No, I didn't even know what crackers were. Oh, can we do a cracker now? Mm, yeah.
0: Okay. I've been in a situation where I worked at university and we had some Brazilians who came and they celebrated Christmas in the UK for the first time and I handed them a cracker and they literally didn't know what to do with it.
1: Why would they? It's not a thing.
0: No, absolutely. And essentially, for those of you who don't know what a cracker is, it's basically like an indoor firework, isn't it?
1: Well, it's not really a firework, is it? It's like a container that has like a jasky thing that... What's it called? You know, the ones that pop. It's
0: like a, a a strip, isn't it? And when you pull it, it it makes a it makes a Well, let's go for it. So you pull it, you each pull either end. Oh, that was a bit rubbish. Yeah. I think these are left over from last year.
1: So Grab it. <laughs> pull it, it, grab it again.
0: It. Oh literally, I can't believe we had to do that twice. We're so lame. I know. Um, and then inside the cracker, there's a toy. There's usually a toy.
1: Yeah, which looks like dangling balls.
0: No, that's um, that's for your wine glass. That's to go on your wine glass, so you know which which wine glass. Is uh, it. These are deluxe crackers because you get two presents. It's also got uh, a bottle opener in. And
1: bottle opener. Usually
0: something useful. You get a hat. Yeah,
1: you tradition- get a paper hat.
0: Traditionally, um, uh, crackers used to they they were to sell sweets, but over time they've they've started to be filled with with gifts and the best thing you get a little joke sometimes you get a bit of trivia so why wouldn't Santa ride his sleigh uh, don't know for elf and safety concerns oh, oh god I'm here all week try the veal <laughs> brilliant so yeah those are, those are the cracks so you'd never pulled a cracker before you came to the UK. never pulled a
1: cracker before
0: well there you are I mean, you've pulled my cracker. um, Hopefully, not the
1: last time this Christmas, as well. Mm, Hopefully not. But yeah, I think that look at it from the perspective of someone who's never been to the UK, and tell me that it's not overwhelming.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I see it myself. You know, it's literally it gets earlier and earlier every year. Although I think all celebrations do. I'm sure they've got Easter eggs in the shop already, and it's only Christmas Day, but. It does seem to start earlier and earlier. Like when I was a kid, and again, I don't want to be in one of those, oh, when I was a lad, oh, when we used to do things like this, but
1: I'm sure... Times were better in the olden days, weren't they?
0: (laughs) But I'm sure we didn't really start thinking about Christmas until bonfire night, you know, Halloween, bonfire night was out of the way. But now it's like the shops are full with Christmas stuff from the
1: summer. Yeah, and this year, I think September was the first time I started... Beginning of September, I started seeing Christmas things in the supermarket.
0: And even putting up decorations and stuff, like when I was growing up, we'd do it two weeks before and take them down two weeks after on Epiphany. But now people put their Christmas trees up
1: in November,
0: like mid-November. Yeah. And I know we've had like a really rough couple of years and people want
1: to, you know, they would
0: literally want the light at the end of the tunnel. But, I mean, there's a
1: time and a place. So in Argentina, we put up the tree on the 8th of December which is the Day of the Virgin Mary, Mm -hmm. which is also a bank holiday, by the way, so you put it up on on that day. There are so
0: many bank holidays in Argentina. Like, are you ever actually at work?
1: Mm, Yeah, we have, like, 17 bank holidays. Seventeen! Yeah, but we only get two weeks' holidays,
0: well, I'm not surprised because you're never at work because of the bank holidays. Well, yeah, you, know,
1: you get 14 days holidays and 17 bank holidays. Now, here in the UK, you get 25 days holidays and 8 bank holidays. So, more or less, it's the same amount of mm, days. Maybe. And then you put it out on the 6th of January, so the day that the wise men arrive mm-hmm. to see baby Jesus.
0: And you get more presents.
1: And you get more presents. To be fair, I barely see the difference between your normal Sunday meal. Oh, like a roast dinner. It's a roast dinner, isn't it?
0: Well, it's like roast dinner extra, isn't it? I mean, you know, you have the Brussels sprouts, you have the parsnips, usually two types of potato, mashed and roasted.
1: Yorkshire puddings.
0: Uh No, no, <laughs> no. You, and you know that that's not a thing. So I get really annoyed, like, by this, well, it's basically Ben's Crush. It's a woman in America, she's called the Pioneer Woman, that's her programme, I think her real name is Reed Drummond. Yeah. And she does lots of Christmas specials, as all TV chefs do, and she did this one where she was like, I'm going to teach you the traditional British Christmas dinner. And she did the worst thing that she, any human being could possibly do, because she made Yorkshire puddings to serve with a Christmas meal. Now, every British person who is listening to this will know that you do not have... Yorkshire puddings on Christmas Day. You might have them on Boxing Day, because a lot of people will have beef, you know, on Boxing Day. And as we know, Yorkshire puddings traditionally go with beef, but you can have them with any roast. But on Christmas Day, no. You have your stuffing, yes. you got your pigs in blankets. you got your cranberry sauce. You might have your bread sauce. But you don't have Yorkshire puddings with your turkey.
1: I mean, I think you're taking it a little bit too much to heart, but...
0: For me, that's more sacrilegious than somebody having... You know, like a dollop of mayonnaise mm-hmm. and tomato ketchup with their roast dinner. Like, you just don't do it.
1: But to be fair, I have to admit that I do like a good turkey roast, and I do love pigs in blanket. And you don't really get pigs in blanket a lot. Unless you go for, uh, for a carvery. I mean, when you make roast dinners, you don't make pigs in blankets.
0: No, no, no. It's a very Christmas thing. Yeah.
1: So it's a very Christmassy thing, and I love pigs in blankets.
0: And we used to call them randomly when i was growing up in my family we used to call them angels on horseback or devils on horseback i can't remember one or the other
1: Mm, i mean that's weird but the thing is it's an it's a really nice meal and i do like roast i just struggle to find the difference between your regular maybe it's just that you bumper me and you make amazing roast every weekend so maybe see that's brownie (laughs) points for me But yeah,
0: it's a very special meal and traditionally served around 3pm to coincide with the Queen's
1: Speech. Oh yeah, the Queen's Speech as well.
0: Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually watched the Queen's Speech. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like in Argentina, you don't have Christmas carols. You don't have, you know, the race. Who's going to be Christmas number one? That's like a massive thing here. You don't even have Christmas
1: films. Yeah, no.
0: I mean, what do you have? Do you have pantomime?
1: No, that was another one that I did not know it existed. Oh my gosh. Pantomime
0: is like the highlight of the festive period.
1: Yeah, but you have to explain our listeners what it is, because I think it's a very British thing.
0: Well, it is, yeah. It's basically a musical comedy show that British families will go and see over the Christmas period. And it's usually loosely based on a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. So Cinderella... Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Mother Goose, Puss in Boots, all that kind of stuff. But it will mix them with pop culture references, and there's a lot of drag. The, the dame. The dame, who is the usually the mother of the male lead, is always a man dressed as a woman.
1: Yeah, but normally as well...
0: The male lead is played by a woman. Yeah, so the two main characters. I mean, it's very progressive when you think about it, because pantomime's been around for a long time. It's actually Italian. It comes from the Commedia dell'arte, um, which came to Britain in the 18th century. So it's been around for a long, long time. You know, as far as I'm concerned, it's always been a part of Christmas.
1: The part for me where the panto was a weird experience is because, as you say, it's a family thing. Well, it's not really a family thing. It's a children's thing.
0: It's like watching The Simpsons. They put jokes in there for the mums and dads. They put a bit of blue in there to to keep to keep your mum and dad happy.
1: Yeah, but you took me to watch this panto, and of course, one of the main things is like when the bad guy or whoever is that appears on scene, everyone from the audience screams, "Behind you, behind you!" No,
0: no, 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 no. So <laughs> when he comes out, you all boo and hiss at the at the baddie. Yeah, and then if the main character can't see the bad guy, they'd be like, well, I can't see him, or where is he? And everyone shouts, he's behind you, he's behind you. There's a lot of audience interaction with a pantomime.
1: So imagine, basically, a theatre-filled of seven-year-olds and Ben screaming, behind you, behind you. I mean... Well, I was having a good time You were, you were actually having a, the best time ever I was living my best
0: life I'm Sorry, my, my hat is falling down I'm going to take it off I can't actually see you um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I had a great time And I wanted to give you the full panto experience
1: And I did have the full panto experience
0: So what about the office in Argentina at Christmas? Do you have the, the, the office Christmas
1: party? So some companies will do it But mostly it's not necessarily a thing I don't think there's enough venues for people to have christmas parties but we, what you do have is that your employer is quite customary for your employer to give you like christmas box so that christmas box will have like a bottle of wine a bottle of cider or yeah. a bottle of champagne depending on how much your employer is spending <laughs> Uh, And again, some, like, nougats, some basically very traditional, uh, panettone, very traditional Christmas foods, and they will basically give out, like, a box to each one of their their employees. But then you probably, again, you probably go for drinks or dinner with your friends, but not necessarily have a massive, like, company Christmas party.
0: Oh, I love a Christmas party. One of the best ones we had was when I worked in a hotel, and they decided to theme it. So it was a James Bond themed Christmas party. And it's quite common that big Christmas parties here will be themed. Sometimes it's like Rio Carnival, I've been to one, or nineteen thirties. Anyway, we went to this James Bond one. Of course all the guys went as James Bond. And I was like, Blake's gonna go as Blofeld. You know, and I had the cat and the long cigarette holder and really, really and I and I put like a shower cap on my head so it looked like I've got no hair. And of course swept the board with Best Dressed. And I also won... There was a James Bond quiz, and I'd spotted up before. I do like a bit of James Bond. You do like James Bond. Won the quiz as well. And it was back in the day when companies had... I don't know, maybe they had more money back then, or they were just more generous. And I won, like, a coffee percolator. I won, like, a bottle of champagne. I won all this stuff. And I got absolutely off my face, because it was all free. And, in fact, because it was at the hotel, we didn't actually have the Christmas party that year. In December, we had it in February, because, obviously... December is the busiest time for a, yeah. for a hotel. Anyway, I got so drunk and somehow I ended up in a taxi. And I'd, I'd rented this outfit. And I was in the taxi going home. And I said to the taxi driver, I'm not going to be sick. Which basically meant, I'm going to I'm be, sick. be sick. i
1: so sick. In your taxi.
0: In the taxi. So I held open the shirt that I had on and made it like a, a parachute so I could catch all the sick. Oh. And of course, that didn't happen. Of course. As we were getting closer to my parents' house,
1: taxi driver must have been really happy with you.
0: Well, he could smell the sick, and he was like, "What is that smell?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know." And he was like, "You've been sick, haven't you?" And he was like, "Get out of the taxi!" And he was like, "You owe me, you owe me like forty quid soil charge, soiling charge." I was like, I'm not shut myself. Um, <laughs> um, so I just threw some money at. The th- I presume I did because I didn't have any money the next day, and literally fell out of the taxi at what. Was called the village cross in the village where I grew up in, but it wasn't didn't actually have a cross on it, so it was more like a village knob, if you know what I mean. Mm. It looked like a phallic penis.
1: Okay. Um, even phallic though it was called the statue, well,
0: it was called the village cross, but there was no cross on it. It was just like a kind of circular piece of stone with like a ball on top. And as I was getting out of the taxi, I smashed the bottle of champagne, so that was one prize gone. But I still had quite a few prizes that I'd won throughout the night, and I laid them all out on the front lawn, rang the doorbell, bearing in mind it was like two o'clock in the morning, and my mum answered the door. She was obviously not very happy. But I'd laid all her prizes, because I decided that I was going to give them to his prizes, and pretended that she'd won a game show. And I said, mum, come and look what you've won. And was like giving her like all these descriptions. Then my trousers fell down, because the belt had broken. And my friend from work decided that she thought it'd be really funny to like fill my pockets with condoms and all these condoms fell out in front of my mum so yeah that was one of the most memorable work christmas parties that i've ever had
1: to be fair there's something very very enviable about christmas parties in this country which i absolutely love
0: what that you might win a coffee machine
1: Mm, no it's the fact that people get off their tits
0: i'm much more reserved these days
1: Uh, but people get absolutely wasted In Christmas parties. And I was really really surprised. How the next day. There's like a boat of silence. It's like absolute secrecy. No one. No one says a word. No one talks. No one says absolutely anything. About the girl that put her breast out, about the guy who got uh, creepy and dropped his trousers, the people throwing up in the middle of the rooms. What kind of Christmas parties have you been going to? Uh, Good ones. Evidently. But it's absolute denial the next day. Absolutely nothing happened. And the same people that you've seen at the worst, you just continue working like absolutely nothing's happened. And I absolutely love that. It's the British
0: way. And speaking of British way, I think what's great about us, apart from that we're amazing. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Um,
1: No, you're not joking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm really not. That we are in this kind of like transnational couple. And we've kind of, you know, we've been together four years now. And we're slowly kind of merging some of the best traditions from both our cultures. I mean, last year, you did a tongue for my family. And it was a massive hit, wasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. Your brother loved it.
0: He loved the tongue. Yeah. And we also had a barbecue, and I think on like for like New Year. Yeah. Again, massive hit. The neighbors thought we were crazy, but we had a barbecue, you know, in the middle of winter. <laughs> Whereas when I went to Argentina, one of the biggest revelations for me was how popular the chocolates that I took. So I took a tub of celebrations, which is all the Mars chocolate bars in yeah. miniature. And I did the same with the Cadbury's Heroes, which again is all the Cadbury's chocolate bars in miniature.
1: They went down a treat. Yeah, people love a, a little bit of a chocolatey snack.
0: Yeah. So I think what I love about what we can do is we can kind of think, well, you know, these are the best bits of bits of, of Christmas. And, 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 you know, certainly for me, like being with you, I, I much more appreciate now... The idea of family and the idea of, you know, spending time with people that you really care about rather than having to be going out all the time and doing, like, loads of stuff.
1: But that's the thing. It's the merging of the cultures, isn't it? Because yeah. Is again, we kind of have the tongue as a starter of, of a Christmas roast. Yeah. The thing is, you, you are very sort of getting uh, together with your family for Christmas anyway. So I think that the family bit, you already had it. Yeah, and I'm
0: really blessed as well with, obviously my best friends from university we celebrate Christmas as well together
1: Christmas Wednesday
0: yeah so it was this tradition that we started when we were living together at university and the Wednesday before we broke up for the end of term before we went back to our families for the Christmas holiday we would have a Christmas dinner together but of course as we've left university and we've all moved to different parts of the country we still call it Christmas Wednesday but we usually do it on a Saturday now yeah on a weekend but it's amazing, and now you know my best friends have got children, and you know, and and we've all doing different things. But we, you know, every summer we're like, right, we need to get a date now, we need to get a date now, and 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 we all get together, and it's just amazing. It's like it's like we have two Christmases because I have Christmas with my friends, and then Christmas with my family. I'm so lucky.
1: It definitely feels like Christmas. You have we have a Christmas meal. You we do a secret Santa. The children get their presents. So it's actually really... It is like a second Christmas. It is really amazing. Do you do Secret Santa in Argentina? Uh, So sometimes. So realistically, not necessarily. So what we'll do is, for example, for Christmas, as you've seen when you were there, it was 18 of us. But basically, you would give presents to your closest family group. Because, of course, you don't want to buy 18 presents. So you will give presents to your siblings and your parents. Mm Mm-hmm. And every sort of everyone will do that. You'll give presents to the, your siblings and parents, but then everyone buys something for the children, so the children get like seventeen presents. Absolutely, uh, but sort of instead of buying for everyone or doing a secret Santa, you just give that. And realistically, to be honest, because it's a lot of people, normally you would exchange gifts either before or after. Mm. I, I did mean, notice
0: that as well. Like when and you know I got some lovely presents from your from your mum and your dad and your brother. Uh, and your sister but it was kind of like oh here's your present like it was kind of like (laughs) there was no ceremony
1: around it because it's all around the children the present thing for christmas it's about sort of going and look for for father christmas and the whole magic around it is for the children really
0: well it is christmas day thank you so much for taking time out of whatever you've been up to to spend a bit of time with us hopefully you've enjoyed learning the differences between christmas in argentina and christmas in the uk and wherever you're listening from we'd love to know what christmas is like in your country in your town in your city so let us know is there any weird traditions that you guys have or any from argentina in the uk that we've forgotten to talk about so you can get in touch with us we are at Bearback pod on twitter
1: we are at Bear back Podcast on Instagram.
0: We're on Facebook. Just search for us. Type in Bearback in the search box and you'll find us eventually.
1: Or you can send us an email at barebackpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And don't forget, I know we've mentioned it once, but we'll mention it again. We are back for our new year special on the 1st of January. We'll be looking back at some of our favourite moments from Series 1 and Series 2 before
1: deciding on our resolutions for 2022. And marked it in your calendar, Friday 4th of February... We are back with Bareback Podcast Series 3.
0: More debate, more games, more guests. We cannot wait. But we'll still be posting on our socials in the meantime. And we really want to hear from you guys. So do get in touch with us and let us know what you're up to. But for now, I guess really the only thing to do is to wish you all a happy, merry, beautiful, wonderful Christmas. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And indeed, a happy new year.
1: And... Let's just say ho, ho, bye, or bye, ho. Bye, ho? Yeah. Right.
0: There's a lot of hoes going on in this little There's a lot of
1: hoes, <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, guys. We love you loads. Mwah.
1: Bye. Ho, ho, ho.